G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Saturdays in Tassie for Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Good morning. Welcome to the show for Taz Racing Saturdays in Tassie, brought to you by Holly Fowler this morning and Brent Costello. Uh, we're here for Taz Racing today. Racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. We've got a huge show coming up this morning. First off the rank, we'll have a sports update for Harrison Agents, the Tasmanian real estate experts. We'll be playing Hot or Not. We'll give you the rundown on all local sport in Tassie this weekend. Later in the show, we'll have a chat with Mitchie McPherson from Stay Chatty as it's Men's Mental Health Week this week. But for now, introducing our special guest, Brent. Yeah, great to be here, Holly, and great to be alongside these three gentlemen who are superstars in their own right. We've got Campbell Brown, of course, the Premiership Hawk, Lawrence Mooney, hey. superstar comedian, and of course, the three-time Melbourne Cup winning jockey, Glenn Boss. Welcome, fellas. Good Welcome. to see you. It's very nice to be here uh, in the city that never sleeps, Hobart. I know, right? Beanie's on. Yes, uh, a bit chilly, but uh, we're looking forward to uh, the big race day tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. Winter so we're here feast. to get some good oil. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been down to the to the winter feast with uh, everything happening so far? Snuck down last night, Bossy, didn't we? Quiet ones. Magnificent. A few quiet ones. Love to see. <laughs> you guys look like trouble altogether. I, I must admit. <laughs> I tell you what, it's the Marx Brothers and the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's point break. It's everything. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're a, we're a lethal combination. But, uh, we're having been a fun, lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Now, now we haven't just stumbled upon you this morning. You are here for a reason, as you say. Big race day out at Elwick tomorrow. Tell us all about it. Well, uh, I I actually don't know much about what's happening apart from the fact that uh, we've got a friend called uh, Scotty, and he's got about thirty horses running. <laughs> we're about to. We're going out to his place pretty soon, so we're looking forward. We to are. Him. Yes, good. looking forward Very to seeing Scotty. Tasmanian racing. Yes, absolutely. You know him pretty well, Bossy. Absolutely, I've written yeah. a fair few winners for Scott over the years, and. Um, He's an absolute superstar. Love him. Oh, that's great. But they're representing the, I think tomorrow there's Cox Plate. They're, they're bringing the Cox Plate down. Yep. Uh, I brought my four. Oh, hang on. Did I, <laughs> did I just drop something there? <laughs> I heard a claim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't you? I actually had a sneak peek of the Cox Plate yesterday. I was there helping uh, helping set up and then saw that, that all happening. So looking looking forward to it. I heard something clinking in your um, in your carry-on luggage when we flew that over was here. Was that, was that, that was them, the was it? Cox Plates. Yeah, yeah. okay. No, I did I just drop something again? Do you, <laughs> do you carry your three Melbourne Cups with you? Only when I go on guest speaking jobs and stuff right. like that. Oh, um, right. And... And basically everywhere else. Yeah. How do you no. go through security with that, Bossy? <laughs> You're looking at You'd it. You'd be going up. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the guns on the kid? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, get, don't mess with me. Brandy, can I ask you something about Tassie footy? Because, obviously, it's a big talking point at the moment with the Tassie AFL team. The vote's coming in August. Can mm. I get your thoughts, please? You went to an expansion club. We know that on the Gold Coast. Can this happen or not? Yeah, I think it can. I mean, it's always going to come down to whether it's financially viable or not. Mm. Um, you know, I've been coming down to Tasmania, playing and watching footy um, for 20 years now, um, you know, mainly in Launceston, and I absolutely love the Tasmanians' passion for the sport. Yeah. Um, do they deserve a team? Absolutely, I think they do. Um, but it, it's about economics, isn't it? And um, mm. I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's very topical at the moment. I think... Um, Gil McLaughlin's probably, uh, he's leaving his tenure as AFL CEO mm. and uh, he'll probably leave the decision up to someone else to make. Yep. But, um, you yeah, know, there's pros and cons 
for it. And a lot of the presidents at the moment have been quite vocal and outspoken. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it, it's definitely a yes. Yeah, I reckon it's been way too long in the coming and uh, it's a disgrace that the AFL haven't pushed aside into this this state with its great football heritage. I mean, yep. you know, they had to expand uh, the game. And the idea that they would go into enemy territory in Western Sydney, which is a strong rugby league plus, you know, soccer area mm. and try and get a team there without even thinking about Tasmania. I think it's just a, such a big blindside. Mm. And Gillen is going to walk away from this one. Maybe that's going to be part of his legacy in the end. But mm. uh, $150 million put up by your Premier, it's way overdue. Yeah. And plus, there's a little art gallery called Mona that has <laughs> absolutely revitalised the state. And yeah. if they could tie that in as a sponsor for the Tassie Devils, let's mm. call them, uh, it'd be an absolute win. I think uh, Tasmanian people would embrace it. And it'd open up the state too. A lot more Australians would start coming down here. Uh, you know, tourism's already peaking already, but yes. Yeah. Yes uh, to a Tassie Their side. own team, not a relocated team. Absolutely. I think that's a dirty word down here in Tassie. Absolutely. You don't want North yep. Melbourne relocated no, no. as a Tassie side. Yeah. And North and Melbourne I, don't want that either. Just, no, just no they, they've come <laughs> out and said they don't Melbourne, want it, so. and that's fair enough. But mm. And also the jack jump is a proof that we, it, that we can make it happen here, and people do really get around it. And it's so good for young kids to have people to look yep. up to um, coming up through the ranks. Like, well, it was a packed-out stadium. You couldn't get mm. tickets. Um, members, you know, they didn't expect to sell as many memberships as they did. And unfortunately, members couldn't get, get seats sometimes. Like, it, it was just so much bigger than what they expected. And for the it's AFL to, to ride off the back of that, it's such good timing. And the, the, green and, the green and gold's not taken in the AFL. I wonder if they'll... If it, we do it, do they continue the colours? I find it very funny that one of the presidents that's the most vocal against it is uh, Cochrane from yeah. up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. You know? I know. The, the one that's been probably handed the most money <laughs> yeah. over the last decade of any side in the AFL. But he might be Good looking point. to deflect a little bit of heat on himself there too. But bit I of self-interest, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I think main, the mainland disparagement too is pretty cheap mm. and it's it's got to stop. It's like embrace a football state. Yeah. You know, when you look at names like Hudson, Rewalt, uh, Richardson, and the list goes on. Mm. You know, we've been draining of your talent for Benny too Brown. long. Yeah, yeah, Benny Brown. Absolutely. Benny Brown, I'm a North supporter, so I was uh, sad. You, oh, sad, oh, sorry about that. sad yeah. I know. <laughs> You'd be wrapped that yes. uh, he left the wooden spoon side and went one of the I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys imagine, though, last night a game here in Hobart, walking across afterwards, heading to the Winter Feast, if there's a stadium here on the waterfront where we are right now, it'd be amazing. Well, yep. if, it's, uh, if it's good enough to finish Australia's premier yacht race here, it's good enough for an AFL side. So, But it's yeah. good to meet North Melbourne's supporter. You hang in there, Holmes. You're very quiet. Are you not a footy AFL person? I'm not right into it. Um, I follow the games. I watch the games yep. or, uh, most weekends, but I'm not fanatical. I didn't grow up with the game. I grew up with rugby league. Yep. So uh, mm. that's, that's my passion. Um, but I enjoy watching sitting down on a Saturday, Sunday and watching all the games because I'm yep. right into it, the athletes yep. themselves. Awesome. Um, but I'm not right in, immersed in all the players and I just love watching it for a spectacle. But yep. I'm with you guys. Like, this place deserves to have its own team. It's a massive... It's got a great uh, vibe here. Mm. Good people. There's, there's been an influx of people that have moving to um, Tasmania. Mm. So yeah, why not? I moved. I mean, I come over here in stuck in the middle of lockdown last year and, right. and come here and fell in love with the place. And mm. I think Eddie Maguire came out yesterday with some absolutely, just totally 
I think a bit disrespectful claim saying no one would want to come here, no one would you know stay here and play here. I reckon probably if Jack Rewalt had the chance to play for for his local team, he probably yeah. would have taken it, you know. And I just think that argument is just not viable. Well, we like, met it's people a last place. night at yeah, the Winterfest, hey. Yep. How many people we met? They said that we come here for a weekend and we now live here. Yeah. We we, we stayed. I, yeah. I, I promise you, I run into at least half a dozen people that said that to me in a small group. Yeah. So. Yeah, and just Absolutely. look at the cricketers that have come down here and, and gone on. Peter Siddle's one that's come down mm-hmm. and obviously dominating for Tassie. Jordan Silk's come down and made a nice career for himself. Ed Cowan came here and played Test cricket in the end, so it's a place to be. Yeah, yeah and of course punters from here, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a great place to live, and the lifestyle here is being embraced by people. The population's on the rise, so it is time. We're calling it. Are they calling? Going to call them the devils? I hope so. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, surely, <laughs> surely, <laughs> it'd be it'd be pretty good. But let's let's chat racing. That's what we're all here about now. Bossy, tell us what is it like to take away that many wins in a Melbourne Cup? And I would like to ask you personally: Do you have a favourite horse that you've ridden? Um, and also, off the back of that, we want some maybe some tips or a bit of insight for tomorrow. And what are you thinking is going to happen? Well, you wouldn't believe how yesterday I had one of the best days of my life. I got to ride a horse at Scotty. Oh, we can't talk about that, can we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, you can. You can. Uh, anyway, my favourite horse. <laughs> no, you can talk about that. Yeah, you, we did. You, okay. had a, you had a massive reunion I had a, I had a reunion yesterday. Yeah. yeah, right. I rode a horse called Lim's Cruiser, yep. who was a horse I won the, a big international sprint on in Singapore. Okay. One of my favourite horses. And I got to be reunited with him and ride him on the beach. Oh my it god! It was unbelievable. unbelievable. I was, you couldn't get the smile off my face. Yeah, oh. I I actually videoed Bossy riding Lim's Cruiser, taking him uh, her for her, him him for a canter through the water, and uh, then Bossy said, "This is a Group One winner for me. Twelve hundred meters in Singapore." Beautiful horse, like a really imposing oh champion. Oh my gosh! We're just looking at the video now. That is a beautiful. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Lim's Cruiser, and to celebrate. Uh, Bossy went out and had 13 vodka cruises. <laughs> yeah. Was it just 13? Mm, I'm not sure. So the horse is in Tassie now, is it? He's here. Okay. He's, he's just about to be retired. But um, yeah, but obviously we went and seen the diva. Yeah. Um, spent some time with her. She's 23 now. Oh my God. Still looks magnificent. Yeah. Um, yeah, her and I had a bit of a chat and rem- reminisced about old times. That's pretty special. Uh, it, that was yeah. very special. There yeah. is something special about watching someone who, you know, is obviously at one with a horse, mm. have that relationship with the animal. They're beautiful, imposing animals, but, you know, it is a matter of life and death when you're around horses. Yeah. They can kill you. Yeah. And just to see Bossy, it's like at one with the beast, you know, it's very zen. That's really and really cool. uh, it, it was really cool. Yeah. And it's quite beautiful because I am wary around horses. I'm not with uh, one with them, and so they're wary of me. Yeah. But yeah. Bossy's just in his element, yeah. Yeah, fabulous. Oh, Lawrence, awesome. can I ask you something? Yes. I know, I know you do your, your Malcolm Turnbull impersonation. Absolutely, I know. <laughs> would, you like, would you like a little bit of Malcolm Turnbull, like, Brad? Can you do any sports people at all? Or is well. it, you just stick to Malcolm? <laughs> <laughs> um, sports people. I don't know whether I can do any sports people. I'll put I've you on the really... spot, so I apologize. Yeah, yeah that's no. I, uh, <laughs> I could do a really bad Muhammad Ali ride now, but uh, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> 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 Everyone was looking at me with... Don't. <laughs> at, at what point are you going to do Muhammad Ali? When he was, when he first beat Sonny Liston or, you know, 1996 Atlanta Olympics? <laughs> but no, I can't do any sports people. Brent, I'm going to work on that next time I'm yeah, here. Yeah, next time you're here, we're going to... Absolutely. We'll, we'll chase you up on that. And how's life 
been for you, Minnie, obviously. Um, off the back of um, leaving Triple M, do you think we'll ever see you back in, in commercial radio again? Or, or what's on the what's on the horizon for well, you? Well, I never say never, yep. Cole. So, uh, you we know. might find you at SEN. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I'm a massive AFL fan. Yep. And so when I was working on Triple M in Sydney, I did have to adopt a sport that's foreign to me. And you know what it's like when somebody is speaking about a sport that's not in their marrow mm. and yet you just know yeah. that there's a little bit of front going on. I did live in Canberra for a year and became a Canberra Raiders fan yeah, right. back in 87. So I wasn't completely uh, new to NRL, yeah. but it's not my first love. But mm. yeah, when it comes to talking about AFL, I can talk about it, it over beers until the cows come home. So who knows? <laughs> we might need you up there for special comments at, uh, at a few Tassie games coming yeah. up. <laughs> I've been known to make a few special comments. I you have. <laughs> Some people call them career enders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. I love Yeah, love but, it. Uh, you know, this has been a, a wild and varied ride, for, you know, from stand-up through TV yeah. and radio. So, yeah, it continues. And at the moment, I'm working with Glenn Boss doing... Uh, work for Ladbrokes and, and Brownie and we're having a, a hell of a time. Yeah, the, the three musketeers here, I think you guys yeah. have like a bit it. more fun than you do work, I reckon. <laughs> oh, yeah, bucket we, list. Here we like, come. Like the Rat Pack, we never let business get in the way of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> They're never short of a laugh. We're, we're always laughing, so it's, uh, it's very good, very yeah. therapeutic. Yeah, it doesn't Fabulous. feel like we're coming to work. So, yeah, yeah. and, you know, sitting, uh, you know, at an OB with the SCN crew, it doesn't feel like work either because we're talking about our first loves, yeah. sport, and uh, mucking around yeah. and this beautiful city that you now, now live in. You're it's, adopted home. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty special place. I think, yeah, like you say, a lot of people come here for a weekend and, and fall in love with the place. I certainly yeah. have. I um, think that's, think that's uh, a lot of people could be in the same boat there. But you announced your retirement um, in 2021 from, from horse riding, Bossy. And um, I want to know, Melbourne Cup coming up this year, do you have your eye on on any horses? What uh, what are you thinking? Can we get a bit of the inside scoop of what you think ahead of spring? I'd like to, I'm very interested to see what incentivize if he comes mm -hmm. back oh yes he yep. got beaten by a champion yep. last year um i thought brett's ride was a little bit questionable mm -hmm. i think he might have just sort of pressed the button a little bit too early on him um but nevertheless he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have won anyway uh yep. he, he was beaten by a champion mm -hmm. beaten four lengths yeah uh he's had a, a slight injury uh so he missed the whole autumn but if he comes back even a length off his best he can win the Melbourne Cup. He's okay, a superstar. There you go. When oh. you say push the button too early, I've heard you at Sportsman's Nights talk about riding Maccabi Diva and mm. Lee saying to you, I don't know whether what point you got to the 400 or 300 and count down from 10. Yeah. And you said in those three rides, you never made it to six. <laughs> no, I, I was, I'm not a very good, I'm not an intellectual giant, so counting's probably not my strong suit. <laughs> counting down's uh, hard, too. It, it is. It's a trick Especially one. when you're doing about 70 clicks an hour. And like yes. it's, no, but uh, no, but listen, he, he, I'm getting back to incentivise. I, I think he could be the horse. If Peter Moody gets him up and about, yep. um, he, his form last spring was, everyone has seen it, right? Caulfield Cup winner, ran second in a, yep, pretty amazing. In a Melbourne Cup. He's a very good horse. Yeah. What's the rest of the weekend look like, guys? You're in the thick of the Salamaca nightclub precinct, Brownie. This is where you do some of your best work later this evening. Brownie will be off to Obar. Cut and shake tonight. Yeah, I'll just wander down, sort of culturally immerse myself in what Hobart's got to offer. So Salamanca markets and who knows where we'll end up. But yeah, I'm a bit of a night out. I think one of the things that Tasmania has to offer is something we have embraced 
is the huge range of whiskies available. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it started with Sullivan's Cove, I think, winning best whiskey in the world some yeah. years ago, and now there's Lark Distillery, and there's all sorts going on. And we have tried our best. <laughs> Try to, to be not, fair to and not play favourites. Yeah. That's yeah. right, Brad. Yeah. We just want to be a broad church here. Yeah, That's fair right. enough. But I tell you what, the whole distilling vodkas, the gins, it's mm -hmm. amazing. And some of the bars that have popped up around Hobart. Mm. But yeah, so. Hasn't Tassie got a lot to offer? We drove, maybe we drove through Richmond the other yeah, day. Richmond. Richmond's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It's stunning. Yeah. Amazing. It's like yeah. you just step back in time. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. It's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful little town. We've um, Tomorrow at the Winter Feast uh, Day for Taz Racing, there's a whiskey tasting happening in, um, in the middle of the lunch as well. So I'm sure you'll give Jeez. that a fair, yeah. a fair nudge. <laughs> maybe we could, we could be judges. <laughs> I, I, I always remember. I'll my, hand over the mic and you can be the judge. My <laughs> father's <laughs> advice about racing, because he was a punter, he said, it's a long day out there. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. It yeah. is you don't, want, you don't want to be carrying your heels by yeah. six o'clock. Uh, Race six, screaming at your your girlfriend or your boyfriend. I'm your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Brunton, we trust tomorrow. He's got, a, he's got a big responsibility, Scotty. Well, we've got it? the punters club going, so it's twenty bucks entry. I'll be getting in on that for sure. I'll leave it to the experts. I'm not not much. Not so much good. you haven't had any good oil. You, ha you haven't got one out of the chaff bag for us tomorrow. No, I'm not. Yeah, I was sort of relying on you guys for a few. Oh, <laughs> you are in trouble. <laughs> any, anything Scotty Brunton's got, back it. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty yeah. safe. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That'll be a good one. Well, fantastic! It's um, it's it's so good to have to have you all here, Brownie. Before we go, um, I'd love to ask you about. There's a lot happening um, within the AFL at the moment, and last week we saw Bailey Smith, and now he's got handed a a couple of weeks off. Um, what do you make of that, and how the AFL handled that this time? We see this happening quite a bit in the AFL, but um, obviously with Bailey Smith being such a massive player in the game and um, a lot of attention around it, how do you think that was handled, in your opinion? Um, yeah, obviously he'd be really disappointed uh, in it. Um, it was it was off season. There's still no excuse for it. So I think the AFL had to give him two weeks. There's been yeah. a precedent set there along the journey with other players that have been caught out getting two weeks. So yeah. anything more or less was probably not going to be reasonable. I mm. um, thought the way he handled it was really good. Like he he, okay. he took responsibility. He owned up. Um, he spoke about his his mental health and his anxiety issues, which he wasn't using as an excuse. He's already you know well documented in saying that. So just young people just need to be smarter. Um, you know, social media is a great tool for them growing up, yeah. but it can also be a career ender or something very detrimental. So oh, I don't, don't know why they just don't shut their accounts. Yeah, well, that, yeah. well, that's the thing. Don't just put yourself in in that that risk, right? Mm. Well, for yeah. starters, don't do drugs to start with. But if you are going to go down that path, which is is, is not going to help your performance or life, then you don't need to be broadcasting it to the the rest of the world. So yeah. I think everyone can just learn that you know just. Make better decisions. Just yeah. on that too, who were Jordan DeGoey's mates with their camera out all the time? Like, he shouldn't have been there. Should have probably, you know, I think Collingwood knew he was going to be in Bali, but who's there filming? And why well, is he letting the, him? Yeah. That's the discussion <laughs> point, isn't it, Brent? Yeah. Why would Collingwood let Jordan DeGoey, who's had a couple of slips before, go to Bali mid-season? Yeah. Crazy. And uh, last night I was watching Fox Sports, and Cam Mooney said there was an end-of-season trip where Bomber said to Matthew Scarlett, if you go on the trip, you'll be playing for another club. He didn't go. The following year, he had the season of his life, won All-Australian. Yeah. And someone has to draw the line in the sand for a young bloke yeah. that probably has impulse issues. Correct. And so the phone shouldn't have been out, but he shouldn't have been in Bali. No, I mean, Jordan, obviously, you know, he's one of those flighty kids that needs 
a firm hand. And uh, I put it right down to the club's responsibility. Kane Collins was spot on, wasn't he? Like, he came out a few days earlier and said, how can Collingwood allow this and why would Jordan DeGoe want to go there mid-year? And a few people ridiculed him and said, oh, he's got time off and he can do what he wants. And and sure enough, he's vindicated. Not that Jordan's done anything wrong. No. But it's just the Can you wait until the end of the year? Of course you can. They're trying to win a premiership. Jordan hasn't achieved anything in AFL football at the moment. He's played in a a, a losing grand final. And they are desperate with a new coach, new president, new era to get back up the... The ladder, mm. and you just—they had a massive win, Queen's Birthday weekend against Melbourne. The club's on track, yeah. And then this is a big distraction, which probably explains why Ed came out and slagged off Tasmania. Yeah, during the, deflection. the week. <laughs> the <massive laughs> deflection. He's the king of the There's something over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just—I feel sorry for Jordan to go. I feel sorry for the Pies. There I go. I'm a Bombers supporter. I've gone on record because it could up de- up end their season again, mm. and they were on track. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very, very much, gents. I really appreciate your thank time you. and coming out and chatting no with worries. us. And we look forward to an amazing race day tomorrow. It's so we'll be, see you tomorrow. It's, I'll be there. Hosting. I'll be there with bells on. I'll be hosting, yes. so I'll have to take it easy. But um, I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely have a few drinks with you and, and get a photo with you in the Cox Plate. And it's going to be a great day. So um, if you are, you know, if you are looking for something to do tomorrow and escape the cold, come down join us at Taz Racing we'll be there we'll have a good time Hopefully come and meet the Three Stooges yeah yes. come and yeah. meet We're the Three town. Stooges that's the, right the most beautiful race courses uh, in the country too. it is too so yep. it's, it's good to be here yep. it's pretty Great beautiful to see you, fellas. thanks for coming thanks thank so you much. very much Pleasure. Saturdays in Tassie for Harrison Agents to buy sell or rent in Tasmania search Harrison Agents today That's right. Brent and Holly here this morning for Taz Racing. More than a sport, more than an industry. Visit itswhywerace.com.au. What a great chat that was. The three stooges. It was fun. They look like they are going to cause some trouble. I think they're going to cause some trouble. I think Hobart, watch out. You might catch the three of them down at Obar later this evening, no doubt. Absolutely. No, it was a very fun chat. Plenty more to come on the show this morning too. We're going to to have to have a deep dive into the stadium stuff, don't we? Yeah, we do. Because it has been a talking point. It is fair to say during the week we had a bit of a chat with the boys about it and Eddie's comments mm, but mm. I want to get your take and, and where it's at yeah it was good to hear Brownie's comments on it too having been in a, in a side that was a de- developing team yeah. in the beginning um, still probably developing a little bit so it was nice to get his his opinion on it and just see the love um, that the three of them have had for the state so far just just being here and how magical it truly is absolutely absolutely Absol- and Plenty going on in basketball too. Obviously, Plenty Josh Adams yep. isn't coming back to the I Jack know, Jumpers, I'm which devastated. is so devastating. Yep. So we might have a look at that a bit later on too, yeah. because uh, they're going to have to find two imports. Michael McIntosh isn't coming back either. So yes, yeah, so I think I think the Jack Jumpers will have a plan in place. So I think they might have suspected this may have been coming, so yep. they have people ready to go. But uh, we might have a look at that we'll later. We'll see too. what we say. And obviously, Eddie came out with a bang yesterday with a few comments. So I'm going to be unwrapping that because I'm a little bit upset. <laughs> you, <laughs> okay? are, you are, aren't you? <laughs> I'm really riled up this morning. <laughs> Very good. We'll we'll give you a little news break now and we'll come back to you soon with an update on all things happening within sport, give you the rundown and everything you need to know and uh, we'll be back after the break. All thanks to Taz Racing. Welcome back to today's show for Taz Racing. More than a sport, more than an industry. Visit itswhywerace.com.au. We're giving you the sports update for Harrison Agents this morning. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Brent, thank you for joining me this morning. Stadium chat, what do you reckon? Are we getting in a team or not? 
Well, it's the million dollar question, or the $750 million question, you could say, Holly. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, plenty going on behind the scenes at the moment. Um, the AFL obviously has made it to adamant and a requirement that we have a stadium. But the, the interesting news from during the week, I thought, was the feasibility study into the stadium won't be happening and won't be completed until early next year, mm. which means the presidents and the AFL will be looking at this uh, in August to vote on it without knowing what the stadium looks like, where it's going to be, how much it's going to cost, etc. So uh, that was an interesting insight during the week I thought because obviously mm. there's a bit of noise coming out of the mainland now I feel like the narrative's changed a little bit there's a few more questions being asked some of the club presidents are in a bit of doubt about this it's fair to say um, and when you have the comments that we had from Eddie Maguire during the week about North Melbourne and a plan to play 11 games here 11 games in Melbourne mm. it just uh, it's, it's become a bit of a distraction so um, I don't know what your thoughts are. And I was at a press conference only probably 50 metres away with Nick Street on Thursday, who's mm. our sports minister. He was fuming. Mm. He fair was to absolutely say. fuming at Eddie's comments yesterday. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But what's what I feel about this is that it's just, just such a shame for the people. I think us we're sick of arguing about this and why we should have a team. Like it's obvious that we should have a team. And for Eddie to come out yesterday and say, "Oh, but." who wants to live here I just think is disgraceful and it's not a valid argument if you're going to come out in the media and make a bang like that at least have a valid argument like at least talk about the funding or at least talk about something with a bit of substance but to just go off and say a cheap option like oh but who wants to live in Tassie it's it's just a little bit disappointing I think yeah the player retention one for me is the worst argument out of them all as we mentioned some of the cricketers um, before with the boys Josh Majet has played in the NBA he's coming back for a second season with the Jack Jumps yes he only lives here six months a year but and it's the summer but You know, you're, you're attracting world-class athletes here. So, I mean, a young 18-year-old, uh, you know, could potentially play for St Kilda or Tassie. Is it really going to matter? And you're from Melbourne. I want, this is another yep. one of my pet peeves <laughs> with people from Melbourne who come down here and say it is cold. Yeah. You're not coming from the Bahamas. You're coming from Melbourne. It's okay? a chill factor, all right. Mate. Oh, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a chill factor here. Beautiful but... morning here this morning. We're under <laughs> it, a heater, though. It's <laughs> not bad. We are under a heater, so I can't, I can't complain too much. But what I did love, um, Nick Street came out. You said our Taz Minister has clapped back at Eddie's comments yesterday saying it's absolute garbage and slammed his cheap insults and, uh, I quote, bullshit say proposals. Oh, yeah, say okay. I, I mean, <laughs> it is a bit BS, to be honest. And um, and and he said, typical Eddie. Once he gets challenged, he resorts back to this. No one will want to live in Tasmania. Garbage. Eddie was supportive of Tassie. Then he got challenged, and he's changed his tune. And that's a hundred percent right because last year he come back and said, by the uh, by the end of twenty twenty eight, we want to have two teams to fill the league, all about Tassie. And he's just completely flopped as soon as a bit of pressure's gone. And it's just a, like. <laughs> what happened there? You yeah, know? that's right. <laughs> he wanted a, a team from North Queensland slash Northern Territory to become the 20th team. Exactly. So, yeah, look, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I think it would be great to see the top end have a team as well. A complete complete about, it. Absolutely. The thing with the, the argument as well around um, North Melbourne coming here, four games don't work here. No one's going at the moment to watch four games, let alone 11. And exactly, you're taking yeah. North Melbourne. They'll be playing in Launceston where Hawthorne's so entrenched up there. You'll be ripping Hawthorne out. Yep. I just don't... It, it, it's never, it's pie in the sky, never going to happen stuff. Yeah, and it, it sort of, it sort of, uh, yeah, it sort of feels like that um, it's, I don't know, it's just a, a tiring argument. I it think is. people are getting a bit sick of it, and we'll wait and see what happens in August, but we'll throw to a break now. We'll come back to you shortly. Um, but our, this sports update was brought to you by Harrison Agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Thanks for your thoughts, Brent. Saturdays in Tassie for Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today.
Welcome back. 20 to 9 this morning here in Tassie, joined by Brent Costello, Holly Fowler. We're down in Salamanca at Customs House Hotel this morning. It's uh, it's pretty fresh, but we've got the heaters on, so we're doing all right. Yeah, I actually was surprised how warm it was this morning when I, when I got out of the car. I yeah, knew it had wasn't the heater bad. turned on waiting for me here, so I wasn't too panicked, but it wasn't too bad. I was a bit concerned when I woke up and I heard the rain teaming down. Yes. Thing, oh, gosh, we're in. For yes. <laughs> yes. Thank it's going to be an the absolute mare this morning, but we are, we were all right. So um, we are going to play a sneaky little game of a word association now okay what's the what's the rules word association so basically i am going to give you a couple of words and you're going to give me a couple of words okay and i just want your instant thoughts you don't need to think about it too much just a couple of words what springs to your mind first first thing off the bat and uh and then yeah we'll we'll go from there so do you want to go first okay i'll go go first. first uh north melbourne north melbourne is that your response? They're my team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Word that comes to mind is... I thought this had to be quick fire. You're I just, know, sorry. It's pressure because it. they're my team. Struggling um, <laughs> yeah. it comes to mind. Struggling and... That's fine. One, word, one word's fine. Yeah. Struggling is spot on. I'll yeah. take that. Correct. And I, well I, done. On that, um, my word... Well, it's interesting. We're both on the North Melbourne train because my word is Jason Horn Francis. Young Gun. Young gun, yeah, but absolutely. there's obviously more to that story at the moment. Of, yeah. uh, look, I I feel sorry for him because clearly, from the outside looking in, he seems homesick. Yeah, I think and so too. It sounds like he's making noise about going back to Adelaide, so you you do feel for these guys because, yes, they want to play at the highest level, but they have no choice on where they can go. Yeah. So if you can't help being the number one draft pick, how good you are. Mm. And all of a sudden, you, you're ripped out of home, taken to Victoria, and you end yeah. up at the worst club in the comp at the moment. Yeah. Oh, my Eagles aren't going too well either. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, it, it must be tough. Um, mm. Yes, he's living his dream, but you've got to see the other side of the coin too. And there's so thing. much scrutiny as well in the media. And I think because being number one draft pick, everyone expects you to be a gun straight off the rank. But at the end of the day, you're still starting your AFL career, whether you were a draft pick, number one draft pick, or whether you were last draft pick. Yep. You, it, it, you're still receiving the same pressures, but probably him a little bit more than the others. And I think I think that's the hard bit, and people pushing him, make a decision, you know. Um, in the media, I think it's been a bit rough on him, and I, I do feel that we have to be a bit mindful that they still are kids, young men well, at the right. end of the day, or I shouldn't say kids, but young men at the end of the day, and... You have to think, you know, he's just starting out. Give him, give him a minute. And mental health is such cool. a big thing in, in sport yeah. these days. We'll talk to Mitch about that a little bit yeah. later. But, uh, you know, too much pressure and, and it can really uh, upset someone, can't it? So yeah, absolutely. You've got to be very careful. It's my turn again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, next uh, one. Okay. Um, Tassie AFL team. Mm. Overdue. Like it. Is I like that. <laughs> I like that. Is my word. We well, obviously we spoke to the to the boys about it earlier, but it's you know what fact I love about Tassie. It sticks in my mind all the time. Is that Tasmanians, even though we're the lower income earners of Australia per capita, we donate the most amount of money in Australia to causes that yes. need it. And the why I mention that is because there is such a spirit here to get behind things that we love, things that we feel are important. You know, we see the AFL aligns with Fight MND and the charities. Imagine, like, Tassie would already obviously be getting behind that. Um, lovers of AFL would be getting behind a charity like that. But we want to get behind a team and, and charities and things that are important in our own state and our own t- our owned teams, you know. And I think that's what's so important here. And I loved, personally, I, I 
love kids and seeing how excited they were at the jack jumpers. Yep. To see that and be able to have kids run out at halftime with their heroes, you know, in their own state would just be absolutely magical. And it's overdue. And that, that's word. the other thing about the North Melbourne argument as well. And Nick Street made this point the other day that you want people on the ground here that are in schools, like people that the kids can look up to and see that they're here, not a team that flies in on a Friday plays on a Saturday and flies out on a Sunday. And I thought he hit the nail on the head there. We've yep. seen what the Jack Jumpers have done. You're right. People with Guernseys out there at, at My State Bank Arena with Adams, unfortunately. <laughs> His yep. number name won't be uh, on many anymore. But you, you've seen how they look up to these kids. And, and that's, yeah, a very good point, I thought. Yep. All right. You ready for my, yes, my last I, one? Yes, I am. Okay. Ricky Ponting. Idol. Yeah. Idol. <laughs> and isn't it great <laughs> to have him back? Sleeps. It is so good to have him back in uh, the Cricket Tasmania system. And... It's a pretty pretty broad role that he's got. Yep. Uh, obviously, he'll look at the list management for the Hurricanes. It's just purely Hurricanes. List management, um, looking at the culture, looking at the brand of cricket they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do reviews at the end of the season. But most importantly, he will appoint the coach. Mm. So that, that we might talk about that a little bit later. Mm. But um, Justin Langer would have to be in the box seat right now, you think? You reckon? Yeah, I think so. I reckon. I think so. That'd be good to see, actually. Yes, it would be. It'd yeah. be interesting. It'd we'll be see what happens. There's, there's so much hanging on... You know, decision-making in Tassie. It's just like, we want a team. When are we going to find out about this? When are we going to find out about the coach? It's just everything sort of hanging up in the air, and it's frustrating. Sports reporter's nightmare. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> we're waiting in limbo. Yes. All right, I've got another game for you. We're going another to move game. on. Yeah, we're playing a few games this morning. It's Jesus. exciting. It's Saturday. We're enjoying it. Hot or not. So Hot or not. Okay. I'm going to run through a few things, uh, a few topics that are, you know, conversational this week, and I want you to just give me a, a hot or not. Okay. You can elaborate why you think it's hot or not. But, okay. um Bailey Smith, hot or not? Well, not, I suppose. You have to say not because yeah. he's found himself in a bit of strife. But I think it's hot the way they handled the situation. I agree. They're yep. on the front foot from the beginning of the club, um, put the statement out. Uh, they put a statement out from, from the club and from him, a joint statement. And then he did the, the little video uh, and, and spoke with News Corp, I think it was, mm. um, for the paper. So, yes, uh, hot and not. Okay. I like it. I like it. Eddie Maguire. Not. Not. I agree. <laughs> this pains me to say because I I am Eddie's... I love Eddie. I, I've looked up to him for so long. I thought, how cool would it be to be a president of a footy club, be mm. on TV, be on mm. radio? Got the dream job, but uh, no. It's a real that, shame. I've taken just, it personally. It's just bizarre because <laughs> he's swung so much the other way. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. So, no, not. Not. Okay. All right. Thursday night footy. Uh, I'm a big hot on that. Same. I love it. Feels like the weekend starts early. Yep. To me. It does, doesn't um, it? And I agree. I think our, our great uh, CEO, Hutchie, he says you should not have overlapping games. Yeah, You should not. And and why would you? When you can have, you got the option of having a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, and then spacing them out on Saturday so they don't clash. So yep. big, big hot. Big, big hot. I like it. Um, we mentioned earlier, but I'll, I'll give you I'll give you opportunity to say hot or not. Degoe going to Bali in the middle of the season. Oh, my goodness, mate. What's he doing down there at Potato not, Head in the middle not, of the season? Not, not, <laughs> What are you doing, Geordie? You, you're, you need to find a new deal. Um, you know, you, you want to sign a new deal. Um, and you're doing, and as the great Lawrence Mooney said before, why is Collingwood letting him go to Bali? It's interesting because he ha- he obviously got permission to go. Mm. And I, under- I I get like, oh, they've got to have a life and all that. But can you not wait until the end of the season? And you might be, by then you might be celebrating a premiership if you're actually putting the hard yards for the, for the season and not going holiday to Bali yeah. in, the, even in the middle the, of I it, mean, you know? Even at the end of the season, though, I mean, like, yes, you've got to have a life. I know that. But you've been in trouble overseas. 
Just stay home. You've already just got a chill. target on your Buy back. Buy a nice new TV or, I don't know, do something <laughs> do something at home. Don't go overseas and put yourself at risk. Put a Tassie on a little journey retreat. Yeah, some, exactly. exactly. <laughs> a little meditation happening over here. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. All right. Um, Serena, back at Wimbledon. Hot. Hot. Like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Serena. A lot of people have differing opinions on her. I have but differing opinions. Do you? Yes. Why? I just, I just have seen a few elements of just n- her sportsmanship sometimes lacks a little bit I think that's just tennis players in I general, know though, I know but I do <laughs> love her she's a she's an amazing woman well and, she's and obviously so close to the Grand Slam record Margaret yeah. Court's got her by one I think she's on 23 mm-hmm. and Serena's on 20 oh, Serena's on 23 Court's on 24 so yep. I reckon that's in the back of her mind mm-hmm. she's been out for a year with the injury of course yep. but uh, I I'm, like I am it. keen to see her play it's going to be pretty exciting um, Commonwealth Games coming up. Now, SEN has the broadcasting rights. I should mention that. So, SEN's a place to catch everything Com Games. But Ariane Titmus, Tassie Gal, I'm so excited to see her. Hot or not? That's obvious. Well, it's Ariane. Well, hot, absolutely. Yeah. She's an absolute megastar. Um, it's interesting, though, because the World Championships are on at the moment, mm. right now, actually, and she's not there. She decided not to go and put her concentration into the Com Games, which mm-hmm. I like because the Com Games have they've, they've been on the nose a little bit, it's fair to say, probably in, in recent times. Yep. But she's obviously grown up watching these superstar swimmers have the Com Games every two years, the Olympics, oh, sorry, every four years, the Olympics every four years, and that's part of her thinking, I think. So mm-hmm. to put the World Championships aside, she just broke the 400-metre freestyle world record, of course. So yeah. to, to have to not be taking part in that, I think that's on tonight, mm. to be sitting here in Australia and maybe even being asleep watching it because I think it's in the early hours of the morning. It's quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yep, well, look, there's just... Oh, I'm so excited for the Com Games. I personally love watching the swimming. The other night, uh, um, I played footy down at North Hobart, and we had a swimming yeah, session, really? and it was so much fun. I got in the pool, and I was like, felt like a swimmer. It was really exciting. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about that more later. <laughs> you, you've, you've, we've thrown to a break, but you've just dropped that you play footy, and I want to know more about that. All right, we're throwing to a break now. <laughs> we're here for Taz Racing this morning, having a great time. The sun's sort of peaking out here, but after the break, we'll be chatting to Andrew Jenkins over at Taz Racing to chat about everything happening in racing here in Tassie ahead of the Winter Feast Carnival tomorrow. It's going to be a great day. So uh, we'll be back after this. All thanks to Taz Racing. I'm Jared Waitley with Saturdays in Tassie for Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Good morning. We are here this morning. Brent Costello, thank you for joining me. Uh, we're here this morning for Taz Racing. Racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. And we are joined by Andrew Jenkins, Chief Operating Officer of Taz Racing. Welcome, mate. Thanks so much, Holster. It's terrific to be here. How are you going? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Nice and warm under the heater here, so we're happy. We've uh, You've picked a wonderful spot, and the weather's been very kind to us this morning. There's no wind. We've just got the the usual suspects floating around Salamanca, getting a coffee, having a, a good look around. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. terrific morning. Thank you. Um, so excited about tomorrow's uh, race day. What have we? Uh, what's what's on the cards tomorrow? Can you tell us what we can expect for the day? Yeah, 100%. So, the TRC Winter Feast, the inaugural yep. Winter Feast, uh, the, the club and Taz Racing are looking to uh, start a new uh, new event and uh, and line up with Dark Mofo. So we're going to have a, a terrific day. We've got the Cox Plate, uh, of mm-hmm. course, tour in town for tomorrow. We've got Bossy's Bucket List. I know that uh, you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah. And uh, for, for those attending the feast uh, itself, we've got dual long tables, banquet style, whiskey tasting when you 
when you turn up, whiskey tasting. Uh, that's over. dangerous because I'm hosting. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah. are, you are emceeing, Holster, <laughs> so uh, th- we might have to keep a little bit of an eye on you. But, uh, but look, in, in addition to all of that, of course, uh, you've got a, a fantastic race day going on uh, as well. So, look, we're, we're really excited. We hope everyone comes along and supports the uh, the event, and it's gonna, going to be a really terrific day. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And inside, so we're out of the cold, and we'll be just a, a good day of racing. It's going to be a long day of racing. Hopefully, I get a few wins. Look, let's uh, let's hope so. It's a yep. bit of a tough card uh, tomorrow. We'll see if we can uh, we can find a tip for uh, for everyone. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, uh, good good fields tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the the tracks in A one condition. I was about look, to ask that. Yeah. Uh, look, hundred percent holes. Uh, when you uh, when you walk the track as I did uh, yesterday and, and most days during the week, just go out and have a look. It's it's out the office window and I can't help myself. So I'll yeah. go, <laughs> go out. Do you walk the track every day? <laughs> <laughs> just just about. Yeah, just about. But uh, look, it, and it makes me enormously proud because. Chris Hay and our team um, at uh, at Elwick have just done such a terrific job with with that facility. So yep. to have it um, the the standard that it is, it's, it, it's one of the best surfaces you'll racing surfaces you'll see mm-hmm. anywhere in, uh, in in the world. You know we've got five inches of grass that's standing up there in uh, in in winter at the moment. It it, yep. it is just outstanding. It did look beautiful it, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Re- really really good. So look great racing. They'll be they'll be winning from everywhere as they always do at Elwick <laughs> now. So yep. we'll uh, we'll have a great day. Oh, I'm so excited. Brent and I were chatting earlier. And we wouldn't mind a, a little tip for tomorrow if you've got yes. one. Well, look, I'll see if I can find one. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking perhaps in uh, in the Minister uh, Madeline Ogilvie's race uh, number ra- race four, number nine four letter word. Which if it doesn't get up, might there might be a few of those uttered. But um, look at Brent Ray yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just jotting that down. It's actually it's one of it's one of Gary Gary White's horses, and I do need to give a shout out to his lovely wife Belinda who. Got thrown off one at uh, at training the other day and uh, oh hurt herself God. pretty badly. She but okay? t- yeah, she's yeah she's come good. She's a, she's a tough one that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Gazza was saying, uh, Belinda was just climbing the walls at home. She was coming down the stables trying to do a few things and just you know get active and um, uh, couldn't couldn't sit still. And um, what and a I said, house built different. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I said to Gazza, uh, just be careful, mate. Don't let her train them. They might improve. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since then, and I've got to be careful because he, he can handle himself in the boxing ring, Gazza. So, oh, <laughs> but I, I couldn't help myself. I thought I've got to have a go here. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now we talk about um, Taz racing and why it matters so much to Tasmanians, mm. and it it's more than just racing. Um, one thing that springs to mind for me is your gap program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How special it is. I I mean, I saw you guys down at the footy um, a few weeks ago, and I've seen the dogs around. They're so cute. I want one for myself. Yeah, <laughs> so can you organise me one of those as well? And um, yeah, tell us about it. What, 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 it. It is so special. So I'd love to hear a bit more about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and yes, um, Holes, we can certainly organise you uh, a, 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 a greyhound. Uh, it's a very, very simple system. Jump online, lodge an application to foster or or adopt, and I'm sure we can we can help you out. We've got uh, 27 kennels at our Gap facility located out at uh, Mangalore. And I just want to go out there and lay there and just let them all crawl around me. I'm obsessed <laughs> with with greyhounds, so that would be pretty cool. Oh, it's, look, it's a terrific facility and. Leanne Salerno, who is our GAP uh, manager, is just so um, passionate about these these animals, and uh, they're, they're just beautiful. And it, it, it's a real you know misconception that people think that because they're X racing uh, mm. dogs, they're going to be you know really uh, high wired and jumping around the place. But greyhounds uh, are so docile; they're they're so loving. They just want to sit on the couch with you and just be be around people. They um yep. they are beautiful. So. Um, yeah, we're really proud of what we're doing out at um, out at Gap, and uh, we we love all of our animals in, in in racing, our horses and our mm-hmm. and our greyhounds. 
Yeah, and that is one of the the um, concept- misconceptions I think a lot of people have about the animals in the, in the racing industry. And um, I mean, I've seen her firsthand down at Taz Racing how much how much pride you take in um, in the, in your animals, being horses and and obviously the greyhounds. So, what, I mean, what do you have to say to to people that that might have that conception? Well, look, there's um, there are views of the uh, the vocal minority and and often the uh, the ill-informed. Um, all I can say is that I'm enormously proud to be a part of TAS Racing. I'm enormously proud of our participants and the way that they love and care for their animals. Yep. We have a zero tolerance policy for uh, any uh, behaviour that is not uh, aligned with our objectives towards animal animal welfare. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I say, we, uh, we uh, absolutely love all of our, our animals. Uh, first and, and foremost mm-hmm. and uh, and respect the love that our participants show towards them. Absolutely and I see down at Taz Racing just such a family um, that is the, the staff behind Taz Racing. You do a terrific job and we're so so excited for tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to, to have a little drink with you tomorrow, put on a few bets and hopefully a uh, $20 entry for the, the punters club so I'll be in on that um, so we'll see how we go. Thanks so much, folks. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate it, I'm sorry, and thank you for having me on. No, thank you very much. We'll throw to a break now, and we'll come back to you shortly with a little bit more about what's happening locally uh, in Tassie. We've got a big weekend of basketball that we need to chat about. Heaps going on. Yes, there's lots Um, going on. So we'll be back, but this show is all thanks to Taz Racing. Racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. Thank you, Andrew, very much for joining us. Saturdays in Tassie for Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. 11 past nine here at Customs House Hotel this morning for Taz Racing. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound today. Visit gaptaz.org.au. Brent, we're continuing this basketball chat. So we mentioned obviously a couple of big losses for the Jack Jumpers and we're now going to have to find a couple of replacements. Yep. So we'll wait and see what happens with that next week. On a local level, what's happening around Tassie this morning? Is a bit, bit happening in the in the basketball The NBL 1, all our teams are on the road this weekend. Uh, there's a bit of talk during the week about Alana Smith coming to play mm. for the Hobart Chargers. I did see that. I'm told she might be heading elsewhere now, which is disappointing because oh, that would have been a massive coup to get her amazing. down. Uh, so that's that's disappointing. But the good news for the Launceston Tornadoes, they've got Mariana Tolo down. She's an Opal as well. So that's going to absolutely bolster their lineup. But obviously, they've got Keely Froling there already. So a couple of Opals in the Torns lineups. They're going to be really hard to beat now. They've already started the season really well. Five wins, three losses. They're off to Frankston tonight, Melbourne tomorrow. Uh, the Northwest Sunder, they're off to the same two venues. They're 13th on the ladder. They're a bit depleted this week. They've got a few injury concerns, uh, but they do get in uh, Fab Krislovic from the, the Jack Jumpers. Matty mm-hmm. Kenyon uh, won't play this weekend. He'll come in next week. So a couple of big ins for the Northwest Thunder. The Hobart Chargers men, they're going along okay. Five wins, three losses to start the season. They're off to Ballarat and Eltham. Uh, that's yep. Ballarat tonight, Eltham tomorrow. And uh, they, up uh, in the rat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It will be snowing up there. Absolutely. Yeah. And our girls are still looking for their first win of the season at the Hobart Chargers women's team. So Alana Smith would have really straightened them up oh, and been yeah. unbelievable. She would have been a But unfortunately now, we, uh, yeah, hopefully we're still looking for that first win. But oh, well, uh, fingers, fingers crossed, crossed it's not too fingers far away. Fingers crossed for the ladies. Probably should mention too, well done to the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA yesterday. Uh, yeah, Extraordinary absolutely. achievement. Uh, I think that's four wins in eight years for them. Yeah, and Steph massive. Curry. Steph Curry, I was surprised it's his first final. MVP. Um, he's obviously been an absolute gun for a long time. Yep. But first time he's won the MVP in the finals, but thoroughly deserved. That does surprise me. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Surprise me too. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, 
It's pretty amazing. We've got lots happening around um, around the state with sport. Uh, I'm so looking forward to the next season of the Jack Jumpers, by the way. It literally can't come quick enough. Can't wait to get back there. Yeah, it was rocking, wasn't it? It was absolutely rocking. Did you go? You went to a few games? I went to every game. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, of course you did. You were, cor- <laughs> you were courtside reporting. You had to be, yeah. but it probably didn't feel like work, right? No, yeah, not at all. No, I didn't. Fun. No, it was awesome. It was so good. Do you have a favourite player? Um... That's a good question. I, I, I do like Josh Majette. Yeah. He's a gentleman. Nice guy to chat to. Lovely yeah. guy. So he'd probably be my favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how yeah. about you? Josh Adams probably was my favourite. <laughs> and I'm sorry devastated. About that. Yeah, sorry, love. Uh, have to change your Adams gone. jersey now to someone else. I know. <laughs> I'll have, have to change it up. But anyway, that's all right. Plenty happening around sport. But uh, we, we did mention earlier um, in the show, we were talking about um, Bailey Smith and we were talking about Jason Horn Francis and, and a little bit around the mental health space. And, and that is such a b- big topic within sport. Um, men's mental health is something that we need to talk about definitely more. Um, and it's Men's Mental Health Week. So who better to bring into our show than Mitchie McPherson from Stage Hattie. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Tell us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell us about what's going on with uh, with Stage Hattie at the moment. And, and for listeners um, that haven't heard of Stage Hattie, how, how did this come about? I, I know the story um, and I'm sure it's, it's pretty tough for you to talk about, even though, I mean, you talk about it a lot, but it can't get um, much easier. But tell us how St- Stage Hattie come to life and then we'll chat a little bit about what's, what's happening as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's sort of a new audience for us, which is great. So it's yeah. good to be on here um, with you both having a conversation this morning. Look, for those that don't know, Stage Hattie is that little pair of shorts that you might see if you're getting around in Tassie. I used to just say Hobart, but now I've been on the road a lot lately and there's stickers all over the place across our great they're state. They're on so every bloody car. Yeah, I'd say it's Australia so great. Too. Australia, they're yeah. on the mainland, absolutely. Yep. There's yeah. definitely been a few sided around there. Look, it was a, it's a little pair of shorts that I created as a car sticker uh, nine and a half years ago, nearly 10 years in January um, after my little brother Ty took his own life. And um, I was working as a glazier by trade at the time and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, 25, playing footy, drinking a few beers and (laughs) and living life to the fullest and had never really ever thought about mental health or or even further to that, ever thought about the loss of someone to suicide, especially if it was someone that was so close to me. So it absolutely turned our world upside down and, um, you know, we we grieved for a long time, but then I sort of realised that what we'd learnt through that period of loss was that there was so much more we could have done and that there was so much more we could have learnt around the topic and in ways in which we could have had the conversation with my little brother. So, yeah, long story short, the the sticker was created and, um, yeah, it's now pretty iconic here in Tassie and, and um, I travel the country and, and share my story. We have an, an amazing team of, of seven people now that deliver schools programs, um, sport programs, um, and we're just a real beacon of support, if you like, and, and around education literacy sessions for around mental health and encouraging people to learn more about it so it's uh look i often say that my life is filled with absolute purpose and i love it but um everyone that knows me knows that i'd, I'd give it all back in a heartbeat to have my little brother here but yeah um i feel that in his legacy we're making a real difference which is something special yeah he'd be absolutely so beyond proud of you i reckon yeah. and i'm sure your your family is as well and he he played footy locally as well tell he, us about that he, how was he on the footy field? he did yeah oh look he was a he was 18 when i think about my little brother and i always I try not to get emotional when I think about him when he's young. He had a bad back and um, he had an eye opera. He actually was playing darts one day when I think he was about 15 and the back of a dart when he went to pull it out of the dartboard, the back plastic bit got him in the eye and he had to have some surgery and he put a bit of weight on and I always think back to him about he never got that few years of in his prime, you know, when we're young, 15, 16, running around being Playing your your best footy. Um, Yeah, but look, he loved it and um, as I said, the the logo, the little pair of shorts is he his footy shorts. He wore them wherever. He'd go out for dinner and he'd have his footy shorts on. <laughs> I think Breno knows without undies on, he'd uh, oh quite often God. operate without them happening. Yeah. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, no, it's look, it's a, 
um, it's been a wonderful legacy that we've been able to create for him and um, and it's something that we all love and it's been great to give opportunities to people to work in the mental health space so it's a, it's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And what do you make of, um, we were t- talking a little bit earlier about um, number one draft pick over at North, Jason Horn Francis yeah. and, the, and the pressure in the media. What do you make of the mental health space within sport codes like the AFL where it is such a, it, it is such a bloke's club and what, what do you make of that and what do you see as hurdles that might be happening at the moment or, and what do you see as maybe some improvements in the mental health space? I'd be interested to get your insight. Yeah, it's interesting. I um, I actually was fortunate enough to have Dylan Buckley um, who played for Carlton who has Dylan for his own podcast recently I saw that. and asked yeah. him about that and um, it was it was interesting. He always said that he his insight was that because I've often thought about that, you know, when you step into a, an AFL club, you know, you're a young bloke, there's so much pressure on you like mm. Jason Horn Francis that's going through it now. Mm. Um I mean, Dylan's view was that there's always been support around clubs, but it's um, and it's always been there, and you could always go and knock on a door and have a conversation with someone about your well-being and about how you're going. But the difference nowadays is that it's more accepted to actually do that, and I think the stigma certainly plays a big role in that. Yeah. Um, and I think you know people often ask, have we have we are we getting anywhere when it comes to the awareness about mental health and talking? About it? We absolutely are. You know, we're breaking that stigma down bit by bit every day. But you'll realise that there's still much so so much work to do. You know, there's still so many people out there that. Um, and I think you've only got to read comments. You know, I, reading comments isn't the greatest oh. thing ever to do. But yeah. if you have a look at comments on anything that's mental health related, you'll see how many people in there are str- that are struggling and yeah. are still faced with the stigma of talking about how they're feeling or feel like there's no support out there. So that, to me, whenever I might get ahead of myself and think, oh, we're doing great work, you know, that was a great story, this person's come out and sought help, mm. I really, really quickly come back to earth when I read those comments because you'll realise that there's so many people out there that are struggling and that are looking for support and that for me is a real driver to keep realising that we've got to keep doing this work. But look, I've always said about Buddy and, and people that have come out in the past that have said they've had issues, um, I have no doubt that that makes a really positive difference in that footy community. Um, but in communities all across the country, you know, anyone playing sport to see their idol come out and say they've been struggling, I think that's amazing. But yeah, we've still certainly got so much work to do. Yeah. Yeah. The Spud game last night was a yeah, prime, how, yeah pr- I mean, prime example. I mean, having Tim Watson stand in the middle like yep. that and, and Nathan Burke, you know, saying that it's okay to talk and, you know, to go and sort help from your friends. And, and I mean, 10 years ago, Brenna, you'd know you've been in this space a long time that people would never, ever have gone and had that conversation. No. You never would have had someone in the middle of, I think it was Marvel last night, you know, talking about mental health. So we've, we've come a bloody long way. Absolutely. You mentioned Jason Horn Francis there, and we are talking about it a bit earlier. How difficult would that be for someone, you know, they're young, they're 17, 18-year-old kids being taken out of their home state, going to a new footy club. You can see why he has some issues, can't you, I guess, yep. uh, that he's had to deal with, I suppose. And, and everyone jumps on him when he's, you know, they're talking about him going back home and things like that. It must be a really difficult time for these young kids. Yeah, the, the pressure must be huge. I mean, I, I won't ever speak as if I've ever been in that situation. Only local footballer never had ever, 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 ever had that pressure at all. But um, <laughs> look, you've only got to realise it. I mean, moving home is it for not many seventeen-year-olds move away from their family and parents alone. You know, so I mean, if you if you silo it in that instance alone, that is a huge issue for someone. Not to mention being a, an idol for young kids and then the pressure. So you can absolutely see why they might fall. But I think that's why. It's so important that footy clubs and that's what I'm hearing that they're they're really prioritising it and we hope that that continues to be the case so um, yeah I mean that's all we can do continue to raise awareness continue clubs to um uh, focus on that and, and wrap their arms around him. But I think the biggest thing for him would be that constant reminder. I think persistence is one of the big key things that we can do for anyone that might be struggling or, or going through a tough time is just to annoy the life out of them but continue to tell them that you're there for them and there's support available if they need it. Mm-hmm. And you talked about your sport 
stuff as well. But you've got the sports program that goes to all the clubs. That's a, a wonderful initiative. Um, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so we've had the um, senior sport program, which has always been working with um, athletes from age 14 and upwards. Um, so that's been fantastic. We've delivered hundreds and hundreds of sessions over the last few years. We have so a cup, couple of staff. We have James Rice in the south and, and Kylie up in the north. Um, but what we realised, we were getting so much feedback from coaches that our content needed to be shifted towards younger athletes, you know, because we realise that as well. We do work in schools and we have teachers saying that's great for grade 9 and 10s, but look, we've got kids in 6, 7, five, six, grade 5, 6, 7, 8 that are, are dealing with this stuff now. So, you know, as a society, I think everyone's growing up in a different world now and we have to target younger people. So, yeah, with the sports program, about 12 months ago we launched, oh, sorry, 6 months ago we launched our junior sports program as well. So, Brooke Hepburn, a former um, Hurricane and Cricket at Taz player, she's come on board and delivers uh, a session to athletes aged 10 to 14 as well. So, look, it's all about education, um, literacy around it, where they can get support, how to help a friend. But, look, the feedback we get on it is amazing. And we just think it's it's probably one of the most important pieces that we deliver. Um, young people learning about mental health, breaking the stigma and knowing where they can get support. Um, I think everyone should be part of that. Are there any trends in what you see, particularly when you talk to young men, about what their barriers are or what they experience mental health issues around i mean as you speak to probably a lot of young men in tassie is it social media is it there'd be so i mean with the social media can be so good and, and so bad mm. yeah right? totally um and it's good in that we can spread messages like this but bad in that it, it, it's pretty easy to, to put someone down when you don't have to look at them in the face so i just think yeah I'd, I'd be interested to know what what are the commonalities between young men that, that you've noticed that yeah. are contributing to to it's, honestly, it's everything. There's so many different things. It's, you know, relationships. I think that's a big one. Yeah. And look, I, I get lots of private messages and emails from people, and I absolutely love that. That was I, my next question. You'd be, yeah, do you find that you're inundated now? Because um, you yeah, and, and I am, but I'm really supported by a team. You know, we yeah. have really good safely parameters, uh, parameters around it from me, from, a, from a, a team perspective, that I get a lot of support from our team to support me in supporting these people that reach out to me. So I, I like it because I think that, you know, if I was 14, 15, 16, and I was going through a tough time, the thought of having someone to look up to to reach out to is really, really important. So I love being that beacon of support for people. But look, it is very across the board. Um, I think the biggest thing is waiting to get in to see someone. I think the support there, I mean, we'll know that there's, you know, there's wait times there to see psychologists. But again, being in the space, I've been connected to a couple of, you know, great counsellors that do some really good work and know a couple of services that people might not know. So Mm. yeah, the answer to your question is that I get a range of everything. As I said, it's relationship, finance, it's work, it's it's everything. Um, But what I do love is that they're reaching out i think that's the the best thing to focus on that they're going you know what mitch is someone that i can talk to i'm going to reach out to him and get support and i'm not saying that i fix everyone's problems i'm not a professional um, but i certainly can do my best to point them in the right direction of where to go yeah absolutely and you mentioned that um before this show on a on a bit of a lighter note that you had a a rumor breaking news i do absolutely Uh, (laughs) now this bloke here here, (laughs) and this is a good thing he's on tv (laughs) and radio more than me which says a fair bit It's for better reasons, I must say. But what are you doing this afternoon? Is it right I'm hearing... And I've got good spies. You are special comments for the TSL game. Yeah, look, I've only just come. I only just picked myself up after yesterday. The great Anthony Osborne gave me a call and said, <laughs> "What are you up to tomorrow? Did you want to add some special comments to the Clarence North Hobart game?" And look, I'm a, I'm a little bit embarrassed by it, but uh, <laughs> I did jump on the mic with him at the Clarence Lauderdale Stage Chatty game recently. And as we were walking back downstairs, I said, "Mate, that was great. If you ever need me to do anything," ah. so he's uh, he's reached out and um, 
look, I'm nervous. I've printed out the team sheets. I've had a bit of a look. <laughs> enough. I won't, I'm a former Clarence player, but I won't lie. When I went to a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of new faces there, and they're young. <laughs> so I'll be certainly looking at my paper a lot. But, um, look, what I'll add, how much value I'll add will be uh, on offer. At the, we'll have a conversation about that afterwards. But I'm really excited to get to the footy, more importantly, but also mm. to be able to add no value, but just how say How special say will your comments be, do you think? How special will they be? Look, what I'll say is there'll be comments. I don't know how special or how uh, amazing they'll be, but I'll, I'll give my all and uh, and I'll certainly have a crack at it. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, you'll be good. You'll be very good. A star media performer. We'll so soon find out whether I get another gig after or not. Yeah. So that could be one and I'll, only. I'll be taking notes. I'll be tuning in for <laughs> the comfort you. of my couch and having a yeah, look. Love it. Oh, so good. And how did, how'd you go on the footy field when you played at Clarence? Where'd uh, you play? No, I, uh, look, played a bit of everywhere. I'd much rather talk about I went off to OA. And um, we had a bit of success there as a club. It was great. A lot of us Clarence boys. Uh, yeah. We had Brendan Bolton, actually. He came and coached us for a year. And um, oh, I'm really not cool. saying he turned us off footy, but he was very intense. And we, we, <laughs> we certainly learned a lot from Bolts. But yeah. um, he left the club when he went off to uh, wherever he went. And we left as well and went to OHA and um, yep. yeah, had some success. And look, all my best mates are from sport. And, and I always say that um, sport is just the greatest thing. You know, I've got one daughter and another child on the way. And I just think I'll be pushing them straight into sport. The benefits of it. It's the biggest um, It's huge, yeah. you know. Like, And I have so many friends and so many great memories from it. So it's, um, it's a big part of my life. And I hope that it becomes a big big part of everyone's life. I just think it's so important. Absolutely. And hopefully we see our own team. That'd be even better. Uh, hopefully, yes. Look, I'm yep. a massive supporter of that. I feel that we've got a long way to go with that. I'm not going to go into it because I don't have special comments to make <laughs> to it. You guys We're are, getting you guys prepared are, for your special you, comments. Yeah, you guys are the experts on it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. look, I hope we do, but it, it might be a while off yet. We'll see yeah, how we go. we'll see how we go. And tell us what's coming up. I know Shorts Day um, is just around the corner. And I also saw the other day that we're, you're starting to sell tickets for the Night of Nights, your, your ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, tell us all about about that, what people can expect. Are there any tickets left? I know last year I tried to get a ticket and it sold out. Like Not on sale yet, fortunately for okay. you. So yeah, it's look, this is always a really busy time for us. I mean, schools pick up, sports, middle of winter, yep. there's lots happening. But yeah, we do have our shorts day on Tuesday. So um, yeah, brave the cold, brave the conversation. It's our, our very own day where we encourage people to wear shorts, um, have a morning tea, do some fundraising. We've yep, got, cool. I think we've got over 15,000 people registered this year. Wow. So we're heading around like headless chooks on the day, getting to as many schools, workplaces. It's going to be Massive. So, look, it's probably a bit late to register, but still, you can show your support on Tuesday, chuck some shorts on, um, do some fundraising, um, and get on board. But then, yep. yeah, our Stay Chatty Gala Ball, it's our ninth one this year. So, um, at Grand Chancellor on August 20, tickets go on sale July 5. Okay, um, so July 5. July 5. And we've got Wayne Schwoss um, as oh, our great. guest speaker this year, which is great, That's who's cool. a former AFL player and, and really strong mental health mm. advocate. So, mm-hmm. he'll be a wonderful part of the evening as well. But look, it's number nine and 10 next year. So, um, look, there's so much happening. And I think as soon as we get these events out of the way, we'll be planning our 10th year you know we want to make it really special not you know it's I think it'll That's just a be a deal. really big deal for us to reflect on the fact that a you know a homegrown charity out of tragedy has been able to stick around and become quite prominent so yeah we're gonna really celebrate and ride that hard and bring people like I still have a win news video that um <laughs> Uh, when we first did our run, I play every presentation I do, and I told Breno, Breno the other day his voice is over the top of it, and uh, it's been played fifteen hundred times. I reckon every time I talk. How so was my voice back then? I good, no, it's squeaky. It's, or I know it word for word. I could reel oh. it off to you. It's, it's fantastic, and it <laughs> captured everything of what we were doing beautifully. So, yeah, we we're really looking forward to celebrating that next year, and um, and uh, it's yeah, it'll be an emotional year, that's for sure. Yeah, it absolutely will be, and that'll that'll just feel so incredible for you to have made it to ten years um, of of this charity and and what you do, but. Um, oh, mate, I just I hand it to you. I don't know how you can yeah, talk about something so personal um, to you. So c- big kudos. Thank and you. I hope you've got someone that you can talk to as well because it, it, it must be pretty hard. Yeah, I lost, we lost um, my, I've got two stepbrothers and we lost a, a mate to, to suicide years back and um, 
and there were little hints beforehand, but you just never sort of pick up on it because it's not sort of spoken about and it's um yeah it's it's devastating as the statistics do you know the statistics around uh, the, I do bits, so, and, yeah. bits and pieces yeah I mean on average nine people a day take their life on yeah, average about it's six it's, it's devastating and look that's the thing and that's a big part of my story and I'm sorry to hear that as well but mm. there's so many suicides where people then uh, look back and realise that there were signs and that's why now you know I'm an yeah. AOK ambassador trust your gut if you see someone who looks like they're off the game whether it's halfway through a game of netball or footy go up and uh, you know find a way to check in um, mm-hmm. I haven't met anyone in my nine and a half years journey in this mental health space that said I reached out to someone and told them that I wasn't feeling great mm. and then I felt worse yeah. so I, I think that to me I take that till the cows come home you know like Absolutely. go out there have a conversation and talk about it so that less people like us yeah. um, have to experience and walk with it yeah mate your brother would be so proud of you and we are so proud of you and, and thank you so much for coming and Pleasure. and sharing your message and we'd love to have you back on again love to um, later on and hear all about the ball and how the short stay went and, and all of that and hopefully you'll be able to get tickets last year I was <laughs> on the go and everyone got we'll them before me out. but we'll make sure that we'll get there this year and, and come down and support you and Wonderful. definitely urge um, all everyone listening go on to stay chatty follow them on Instagram go and have a look at what they're doing um, brave brave the cold in, in Tassie wear a pair of shorts next week and Absolutely. Um, and yeah, definitely open up the conversation it, a bit everyone. more. Ask your mates if they're all right. That's uh, it's so important. Good um, luck today too, Mitch. Yes, and much. good luck yeah. with your special comments. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if you'll throw to it or not, but um, I mean, obviously talking about mental health and suicide, 13, 11, 14 for Lifeline. Anyone that might be listening, so Absolutely. that might be moved by that. So thanks so much for having me, guys. I Appreciate it. Thanks hey, very Mitchie. much, Mitch. We'll throw to a break now. A bit of a news update. We'll come back with a uh, with the time machine. We're going to look at what's happened on this very date in yeah. uh, uh, back in the past. So we're going to go. On. We're going to go back at the SEN time machine and, and we'll work out what's what's happened on this date that's notable. We'll throw to a break now. All thanks to Taz Racing this morning. Seven overnight, partly cloudy tomorrow, reaching 14 degrees, and similar conditions on Monday, a top of 15 degrees. And don't miss the award-winning Crunch Time, live this morning from 11 on SEN. The Saturdays in Tassie Time Machine. Good morning. We are back. All thanks to Taz Racing. More than a sport, more than an industry. Visit itswhywerace.com.au. June 18 today. We're going back. Brent, you've done quite a bit of research here. We've got sheets in, in front of us of what's happened in sport on this very date. Let's start with basketball. Well, yeah, there's a bit going on June 18. It's a pretty prominent date in sport. Basketball's world governing body, FIBA, was founded in Geneva, Switzerland on this day a long time ago. Back uh, in 2013, the NBA Finals, of course, we spoke about that earlier, Mm -hmm. but uh, in 2013, it was the Heat and the Spurs going head-to-head, and it was Ray Allen hit a tying three-pointer at the end of regulation time to send Game 6 between the Spurs and the Heat into overtime. Heat went on to win that one 103-100. Cricket... Uh, do you remember this? I felt this was a, a while ago, but it was mm. only in 2017. Pakistan upset India to win the 2017 Champions Trophy. Well, that was pretty I don't prominent know if that top. feels like it was that long ago. Mm, there you go. Yeah, right. Uh, a newspaper, this is <laughs> another day on June, 7, <laughs> June 18. Uh, a newspaper headline read, The most embarrassing defeat in our sports history Jeez. after 500 to 1 outsiders Bangladesh defeated Australia in a one day match. Aww. Extraordinary. So that's pretty Aussies. pretty harsh headline, but uh, that fair, is probably. harsh. Uh, Owen Morgan harsh. he smashed a record seventeen sixes in a World Cup match against Afghanistan on this day. All right. Yep. Okay. What else have we got? We got baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Nineteen eleven, Detroit Tigers pulled off the biggest comeback in Major League Baseball history against the Chicago White Sox. 
golf. Um, the US Open's on at the moment, of course, but back in 1984 on this day, Greg Norman lost the US Open by eight strokes. In 2000, Tiger Woods won his first US Open by a major championship record, setting 15 strokes over Ernie Els. That's extraordinary. That is pretty good. And in 2006, Aussie Jeff Ogilvie won his first US Open. So How are you on the on the uh, on the golf course? No good. Yeah, neither. No good at all. <laughs> and I can't even go to the driving range without embarrassing myself. Oh, I like so. the driving range. It's fun. <laughs> I like it, but I just I can't do it. It's just, <laughs> it's just not not something I'm good at golf, unfortunately. What about swimming? Well, do you remember Alexander Popov? Yeah. Yeah, so he swam the world record 100-metre uh, freestyle on this day back in 1994. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I feel old reading that. 1994, he was around. It's just... Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> soccer. Uh, in 1995, Norway defeated Germany 2-0 to win the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yep. So plenty going on in the in uh, sport, but we, we're going to have a look at AFL and VFL as well. Uh, yep. There was a 2.43 disposal games on this day. Graham Foley-Palmer back... Farmer back in 1966 and Michael Barlow back in 2016. Uh, SEN's own Matthew Capuano. Oh, Matthew Capuano got in there. Debuted for North Melbourne on this day back in 1994. He's such a legend. He's so Star. much Star. Yeah. And uh, Matthew Scarlett played his 250th AFL match on this day in 2011 versus St Kilda. Yeah, right. Heaps going on. Heaps going on and famous birthdays. Few. Uh, Gavin Wanganine, of course, former Essendon Port yep. Adelaide superstar, 1993 Brownlow medalist, born on this day. Cam Smith and Billy Slater, the two uh, Queensland origin superstars. I didn't realise this. They were born on exactly the same day. I'm not sure if they're the same age, but born on the same day. Craig Mottram, of course, star athlete, and James Moffat, too, who's, of course, a, a motorsport star. So there you go. It's You've a big done day. some serious research there. There's some pretty. You set me a challenge, Holly. I know. I that, it. You absolutely exceeded my expectations there. That was pretty. Good. That's a that's a lot happened on one day. June eighteenth. What a what and a who day. Who else? What, what, what's to come today? You know, something S- big will happen. Yeah, no something. Doubt. I we'll mean, see. our show, our no, well, first that's show. Right. That's there. That's true. That's true. We'll look back on that in <laughs> five years. Matty time. Capuano's debut. That's my favourite. North Melbourne. Isn't he doing a good job too on the uh, the special comments? He is. He's doing a great job. I'd love to have him part of our team. And that was the Sen Time Machine. We'll throw to a break now. All thanks to Taz Racing. More than a sport. More than an industry. Visit itswhywerace.com.au. See you on the other side. Saturdays in Tassie for Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. 9.45am down here at Custon's House Hotel this morning. Holly Fowler and Brent Costello with you this morning. All here for Taz Racing. Racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. Thank you so much, Brent, joining us. Now... What is happening in the TSL this weekend? Uh, local footy, obviously, so important. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, what's what's happening and maybe what are your tips? Who do well, yeah, some big games, actually, Holly, right across the state. Uh, the game of the round for me is probably up at Utah Stadium in Launceston with yep. North Bonnie hosting the Tigers. Mm-hmm. North Bonnie, uh, I know there's been some illness through the group this week. One of their star players, Michael Stingle, won't play either due to injury. Yep. And the Tigers will feel like they owe them one up there because North Bonny came down to the Twin Ovals earlier in the season and knocked them off. Mm-hmm. So they'll go up there uh, wanting to beat them. And that's where you know Lonnie's going so well, the Lonnie Blues, yep. uh, the Crosstown Rivals, doing so well. So the Tigers know that that's where they're going to have to go and, and potentially play a grand final later this year. So they want to have a good performance mm. on Utah Stadium. So that'll be a cracker up there from 2 o'clock this afternoon. Yep. At North Hobart Oval, the Demons host Clarence and... I tell you what, I, I called a game last weekend in the TSL North Hobart and Lauderdale. It was the worst conditions I've ever seen it's in a football game. It's my home ground. 
It was ex- oh, this is at Lauderdale over last, oh, last week. Oh, sorry. Yep. It was boggy. The wind, oh, the, the ball was flying backwards when they were kicking it. The umpire couldn't throw the ball in. And oh, it was boy, going yeah. back over yep. the boundary line. It was terrible. But So I think there'll be some sore legs for the, the North Hobart and Lauderdale players in their game today. But yeah, North Hobart's at home against Clarence. So looking forward to that one. Mm. I think Clarence will win that. They're having a really good year, uh, the Clarence oh, Footy Club. Oh, the D's to win. What? Hold that thought. I'm going to get to your footy in a moment once we've got through this. Uh, Lauderdale and Glenorchy is the final game of the round out at, uh, at um, Skybus Oval, which is down at Lauderdale, which yep. we spoke about. So I'm told the ground's pulled up okay down there. Um, mm-hmm. They had the roller on it all week, and it was pretty boggy. So that's yeah, good news. Okay. Uh, Glenorchy have been good the last couple of weeks. They haven't won a game this season yet. They're none and ten after their first ten games. But the last, yeah, the last couple of weeks has been good. But Lauderdale too, they've had an up and down year. Haven't been consistent. They want to string a couple of wins together ahead of a competition by next weekend. Mm. Lonnie have the buy. So yeah, it should be a good, uh, good game, a good round of footy this weekend. Round, of, round thirteen of the TSL. Now yeah. you playing footy, please tell me all about it. <laughs> I played footy in Melbourne um, for a few years. I played at Port Melbourne Burrows and Old Melbourneians for a little bit and then come down here in Tassie. I've had a run down at North Hobart. It's been a lot of fun. And how are you going? I'm going all right. Yeah. I've, I'll, to be fair, I had about two years where I haven't played, so <laughs> pretty good. I got concussed like two weeks ago. Did you? <laughs> Still feeling um, the effects of that? I thought you better off a bit this morning. <laughs> oh, thanks. No, I was all right. I was all right. You know why? I was a bit nervous, and you know when you don't go in hard enough, and you go in a little bit yep. like if you go into a tackle sort of half ass, they say you're going to get <laughs> you're going to get injured, and that is true because I did. So, okay. So you playing today or what? No, I'm got ladies lunch today, so oh, got, yeah, we'll be watching. But okay. that's all right. I'm glad, but we'll be back next week. So looking okay. forward to that. And I'm trying to picture where you play. You don't strike <laughs> me as a ruckman or anything like ruck <laughs> I don't think so. Anything. Five four, probably not. <laughs> what do you reckon? Um, little midfielder, I reckon. Midfield, actually a mix, midfield and forward. Okay. Yeah, goal cool. sneak, Holly's you, pocket. Have you jagged a goal this, this this year? Not yet. I'm okay. still yet. I'm still yet to to get my first goal for North Hobart. So maybe next week. Okay. Fingers crossed. For we'll have to come and have a look. <laughs> Fingers crossed for me. We'll throw to a break now. I'm sure you don't want to hear too much more about Holly Fowler's football well, career. Well, if you do, give us a call. <laughs> uh, if you do, give us a call. Absolutely. Happy to ask some hard hitters. Yeah. <laughs> We'll throw to a break now. All thanks to Taz Racing. Racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. Those in Tassie for Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. That's right. Quickly approaching 10 o'clock this morning. It's almost time for us to get out of here. But before we do, Brent, we're going to go through, um, first of all, before we go through um, round 14 obviously, of uh, of the AFL. I want to talk a little bit about your thoughts of CEO. Obviously, Gil's on his way out. Mm. Who is the talk of, you know, who have they been sort of chatting to? What names have been thrown around? I know Josh Frydenberg's obviously been thrown around, but what's um, your inside scoop on that and, and what do you think might happen? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, first of all, Gil could leave a wonderful legacy by giving us a team on the way out the Absolutely. door. Absolutely. Just get that done, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Josh Frydenberg's name's been thrown around. Patrick Delaney. Yep. Um, they're two from outside the tent, if you like. Then you've got uh, the people that uh, are inside the AFL, like Travis Auld mm. um, and, and these types of guys, Andrew Dillon. So it's going to be a really fascinating few months, I reckon, to see how this all, all plays out. And, mm. and we've spoken this about this before, but um, most of the CEOs of the AFL, in fact, all of them that I, I think... Uh, that I can think of have had some connection with footy. So to yeah. go to someone like Frydenberg, for example... It'd be different. It would be a little bit different. And is that what the comp needs? Who knows? Um, Maybe got- is that a good thing? Because you, you're looking through it from a, from a supporter's lens, I guess, like... 
I don't know. That'd yeah, be well, you get your football people, I guess, in the in the AFL that look after the game itself, yeah. etc. So I don't think it hurt having someone that doesn't have the footy background mm. necessarily like the other ones mm. have had before. So yeah, it would be a bit of a, a watch this space. But um, do you know when that decision has to be sort of made? Well, Shim Gill goes sometime after the grand final or yeah. a bit after yeah, that. Okay. So, yep. um, so we've got a little bit of time up our sleeve, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, round 14. Talk us through it. What well, let's talk about last We haven't spoken about yeah, last night's game. Yeah, we haven't even game. Yeah, about What a that. win by the Bombers. I know. Huge win by the Bombers. Well, you know, I'm in a tipping competition and you have to pick a team every week and you can't pick them again as the season goes on. Right. And I got stuck with Essendon last night and I was panicking. <laughs> I thought, there's no chance they're going to win against St Kilda. <laughs> you got one. And I watched it and I thought, you absolute beauty, I'm alive here. And... Yes, I'm very excited as I wake up this morning uh, with that. that. So, yeah, good win. But, uh, gee, the Saints were disappointing, weren't they? Brett yeah. Ratton wasn't too happy after no, the game if you watch his wasn't. press conference and yeah. really put it on his he players. Dirty, yeah. um, but, yeah, Essendon, where's that been all season? They were mm. fantastic. We saw them here in a final last year in Tassie and we've seen nothing like it since. So, yeah. hopefully yeah. that gets them back on track. They've got West Coast next week. So, chance to get the ball rolling a little bit with their season. Yeah, we'll see how we go. And crossing over, obviously, uh, today at Adelaide Oval at uh, 1.45pm, we've got Port Adelaide and Sydney Swans. Who are you picking? Really looking forward to this game. I reckon it's going to be really tight. Uh, I'll go Sydney, but not with a huge amount of confidence. I think Port's slowly getting things back on track. Obviously, they've had a couple of hiccups. Mm. uh, One last week against uh, the Tigers at the MCG. But back home, I reckon they'll really challenge Sydney, but I reckon the Swans might sneak home in a close one. Okay, interesting, interesting. I'm going for Port, so I'll I'll text you later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then going over, uh, we've got West Coast and... Geelong, yeah. I'm an Eagles man, so it could be an ugly (laughs) afternoon. I'm one of those supporters (laughs) that can't not sit through the game, though, so I don't know why I'd do it to myself. Yeah. um, I just got to stay with them, and you know a few big back, a few big ins for for West Coast, which is good. Elliot Yo's back in, among mm-hmm. others, so um, that'll help. But I don't think it'll help enough that that they'll uh, win against Geelong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Yeah, we'll see how we go. And then after that, we've got Giants and Bulldogs. Yes, we do. Uh, looking forward to that one as well. This is this will be a tight game too up at Giant Stadium. I always mm-hmm. think back to that prelim final back in 2016 up at Giant Stadium between these two clubs when the mm-hmm. doggies got through in a year that uh, a lot thought uh, GWS would get the job done. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, doggies will start favourites in that game, but I'm not tipping them with any great confidence. I reckon the Giants... Um, I reckon that's going to be a close one. It will be, I think. Yeah, yep. There's we'll some s- good games this round. Yeah, there is actually. Sunday, um, we're going over to Gold Coast Suns and Adelaide Crow. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think Gold Coast will win, but I think Adelaide will, will give them a scare. I reckon they'll be in it for, for a while before the Gold Coast kick away. They certainly start favourites, but mm. uh, I think they'll get the job done, the Gold Coast. Mm. And then we've got, uh, obviously, our buyers, North Lions, Collingwood, Dockers, Hawks and Melbourne. Last of the buy. Are you a fan of the buy rounds? I think they... I think they need to sort this out because it loses a bit of momentum for me, I think, it, having these teams sit out for three weeks. Yeah, I probably agree. I probably agree. But anyway, we'll we'll see how we go. I'd love to see North get a win soon. Please. Yeah. Well, you'll win this week because you're not playing. So that's uh, a yeah. win. You'll have to watch them. <laughs> that's as close as we're sort of getting to a win at the moment. Um, anyway, to, to finish things off, I did just want to check on our poll. So... Um, Flash and Jack uh, on on Friday morning's breakfast here in Tassie on SEN. They've put up a poll um, just chatting about, uh, obviously, the bid for our team, um, glass half full versus glass half empty. Um, Glass half full is sitting at 30.3% and glass half empty at 69.7%. This is about Tassie's AFL bid. Yeah, that's sad. People are feeling defeated. Yeah, look, if you yeah. asked me six months ago, or not even six months ago, maybe three or four months ago, I would have mm. said, this is happening 100%, lock it in. I'm starting to get a little bit worried, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I think everyone is. But 
I think Nick Street was fantastic during the week, the yeah. sports minister. He sort of taken the lead from where Peter Gutwin left off and really took it to some mm. high-powered people in the AFL. And that's what we need, I think, to, to continue the momentum, to say we're still here, we're not going to go down without a fight and get yep. this done. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I've loved the campaign I've seen at the moment. I'm sure you've probably seen it as well, the Believe Tasmanian yeah, campaign. Yep. Um, the little girl Lily kicking the footy alongside our, our footy greats here in Tassie. And the um, the voice behind that is her granddad. Yes, I saw that. That's cool, How isn't it? special it is, is that? It is. Good voice too. It yeah, gives, really gives you the, good uh, voice. The, the hairs yeah. on the back of your neck stand up when you hear it that. It does. Yeah, great campaign. So if you, if you get the chance, jump on Believe Tasmanian. You can drop a video in there. I dropped one in there. Just um, drop a video in and, and say why you feel like it's so important um obviously it can get a little bit disheartening when we hear comments obviously like eddie's yesterday but we really do need to continue this push and get really loud about this team and why it's so important and exclusively we'll play holly's video for you next week the audio of that on the show oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> well that's all we've got for you this morning but thank you so much for joining us on our first show here in taz 